The Little Book of Common Sense Investing by Jack Bogle. One sentence summary. The Little Book of Common Sense Investing shows you an alternative to actively poorly managed overpaid funds by introducing you to low-cost passive index funds as a sustainable investing strategy, which gets you the retirement savings you need without the usual hassle of stock investing. My favorite quote from the author is, Don't look for the needle in the haystack. Just buy the haystack. By Jack Bogle. John Jack Bogle is a genius. In a time when everyone tried to beat the market with great stock picks and then charge expensive fees for it, he thought, why not just mimic what the indexes are doing and not manage anything? This little thought turned into one of the most prevailing investment ideas of the following century and one of the most respected investment companies in the world. Bogle's invention, the index fund, is still one of the safest and stress-free ways of investing today. And in this little book, he outlines why and how you can get started with one. Here are three lessons about the power of index funds. 1. Actively managed funds suck because past profits don't guarantee future success. 2. The majority of your money is best invested in safe, low-cost index funds. 3. You can't go wrong by just choosing the cheapest index fund. Ready for some common sense investing logic? Let's invest in index funds. The Little Book of Common Sense Investing Lesson 1 Actively managed funds suck because past profits don't guarantee future success. This answers the question, why do so many investment funds fail to deliver profits? It's the same game every single year. Come December, there'll be a new smiling face on the front of every finance magazine. Number one fan fund manager, analyst of the year, blah, blah, blah. Then, many people invest in that guy's fund and lose it all. Just because a fund manager has a phenomenal year does not mean he can just repeat the same thing the next year. The stock market changes so fast that the systems that worked in 1990 didn't even work in 1991 let alone 2016. Every year what works changes completely. Of all the 355 mutual funds existing in 1970, only 34 are left today. But even those can't guarantee you'll get your money's worth. After all, their managers are about to retire if they've been around for that long. So chances are most actively managed funds go down the tubes sooner or later. But what to do instead? The Little Book of Common Sense Investing Lesson 2 Put the majority of your money in safe, low-cost index funds. This answers the question, what is the safest way to invest your money in the stock market? If actively managing money sucks, what should you invest in then? How about something that's not managed at all? Instead of paying excessive fees to watch your fund manager do a poor job and get less than the average market return, index funds are a great alternative. They are Jack Bogle's gift to the world and work like this. An index fund that mimics what the Dow Jones does has the exact same composition as the Dow Jones, just in fewer quantities. For example, if 2% of the shares in the Dow Jones are Apple stocks, then 2% of the stocks in the index fund will also be Apple stocks. They're only updated when the index that they model changes in composition and are therefore a passive way of investing. Because there is no management, there are almost no fees, usually less than 1% per year. 
and since they model the overall index, returns grow slowly but steadily. Because they're not affected by the volatility of the buy-low-sell-high game most fund managers are playing. But which of the 500 plus index funds should you choose? The Little Book of Common Sense Investing Lesson 3 Choose the cheapest fund to keep things simple. This answers the question, where should I begin when investing in index funds? Since all index funds work according to the same principles and promise returns similar to the overall stock market, which averages 8% per year, your best bet is the cheapest index fund that's available to you. The only downside to letting an index fund ride out long term is the accumulation of fees. Therefore, the higher the percentage of profits is that you have to pay each year, the less you'll end up getting. There are funds like the Fidelity Spartan Index Fund with 0.007% annual expenses and JP Morgan's Index Fund with 0.53% in annual fees. Over the long run, even those pennies add up. Since index fund companies' expenses don't correlate with their returns, you can safely pick the fund with the cheapest cost structure that's available to you and be done with it. My personal takeaways from the Little Book of Common Sense Investing for 2017. Okay, this is very straightforward. I have... One, I am pro-index funds. Two, I will tell you why and how I found them. Three, I will tell you one thing I've done really well and one thing I've not screwed up but could have done a better job at. Okay, so... Uh, I love this concept, obviously. I mean, it made Jack Bogle a... Uh, I don't know if he's a billionaire. Probably not. I think he's a millionaire. Because he founded Vanguard, which was literally the first company that offered index funds. And which is, which is still the company with probably the widest selection of index funds uh, today. Um, insane insane uh, track record this company has because of the index fund principle and again it works very simply so it, in Germany the most popular index is the DAX uh, DAX it has 30 companies in it uh, all big companies like Lufthansa BMW Mercedes and so on um, and the composition of uh, of that is of course comprised of um, those companies and then the market uh, the the DAX overall depends on um, how many shares of those companies are in existence of course because the the number of shares changes too and then um, that fluctuates if the company emits new shares or buys shares back or something like that and then the overall composition changes right so index funds, they just model this and by now they do this, of course, automatically via software. So if the composition of the index changes, the composition of the index fund changes too. And it just keeps on um, mimicking the pattern of the index. Of course, there are lots of indexes you could mimic, right? There's the Japanese, the Nikkei, the German DAX, there's the S&P 500 and so on. <clears throat> there's the Dow Jones. So... Uh, and not just that, index funds, there exist way more index funds because there are also index funds, and this is where it really gets interesting, that mimic the total stock market worldwide or that mimic like a commodity, the commodity market worldwide or stuff like that. 
So basically, you can benefit from the trend, and that's a historic trend, that overall stock market goes up, has been, has always, and on average it's been 8% per year. Of course, there's been down years, but on average it goes up 8% per year. It has done so since the 1900s when it was first introduced. And you can just piggyback off that system by buying index funds. So, wonderful thing. Uh, on autopilot, super cheap fees, as you heard. So, um, the reason uh, I like it is when I first started learning about this stuff in 2014, I got a book called I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit Sethi, which is also on 4-Minute Books, which is a good book for personal finance. But that book recommended... Um, what was that called? Another type of fund, which was basically an, a lifetime growth fund or a, a lifetime fund or a growth fund. I don't know. But basically what that fund would do is it would automatically invest a certain amount of your money into your IRA and, and Roth IRA and 401k and stuff like that, I think, and, and max that out um, and keep reinvesting and reinvesting so that you get a certain payout when you retire, right? I thought that was a good idea, but index funds are actually way better because they're cheaper. They, uh, ba they're based on overall stock market growth, not just uh, some sort of retirement plan, which might or might not work out. So uh, that's how I found index funds. I found them in the book Money by Tony Robbins, which is also available. Um, and then I, I dug deeper into Jack Bogle and his story. I read Tony's interview with him, and that's how I found index funds. The thing I did well was I immediately invested in index funds. That was a smart decision in 2015, two years ago. And I would like to tell you which two I invested in. Um, Vanguard S&P 500 ETF. It's an exchange traded fund, which is very similar to an index fund, or it basically works the same way. I haven't gotten the full difference yet, but that might be a European thing. Um, Vanguard S&P 500 ETF invested in that. It's up 20% or so since then. 20% in two years, not. So 8% uh, 8 one year and 8% the next year that would accumulate to something like 17% like or so. I've got 20. And I've got the Vanguard Total Stock Market Worldwide, another ETF uh, or index fund which also has done 20% in return so it's both of these funds have grown 20% if I had put all my money into those that would have been an awesome return where I sucked is I only bought very few shares of them uh, and I haven't invested more since so had I put more money into index funds instead of normal stocks I would be further along now so I made a note to myself recently to put this, a good batch of the next a good chunk of the next batch of money i'm going to invest in index funds again and diversify a little more across different vanguard and so on funds um very simple actually what i would do if you have no portfolio whatsoever even if you have one and you have no index funds take 10 percent of your next paycheck put them into vanguard index funds you can go to their site they don't have that many you can look through the list see what attracts you i recommend total stock market worldwide that is always a safe bet to make um, put some money in there and let it ride out and enjoy the returns 
that's really all there is. And obviously, the older you get, the more money you can put in index funds because it's a safer investment as normal stocks, for example. Choosing the cheapest fund is also not a bad idea. It's probably a good place to start. So go to Vanguard, pick their cheapest fund and start putting some money into that. Um, yeah, very simple, very straightforward and especially valuable if you have time. So if you're young, do this, do a lot of this now rather than trying to figure out some other game. This works best for 90% of people. This would be the only solution that they need. Uh, but it's too easy and that's why many people end up not doing it. I hope you enjoyed the summary, hope you learned something and I will see you on the next one.